this is Pastor Chris Bullock. Thanks for downloading the podcast. I enjoy spending this time with you and delivering the good word from the gospel. I hope you leave inspired and blessed. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages from me every week. I appreciate your support. It keeps the ministry going. Enjoy the message. Good evening. God bless you. This is Pastor Bullock at the Canaan Baptist Church of Delaware. And welcome to our weekly engagement and study of God's holy word, the Bible, the good news in bad times. You have come tonight through this platform to hear the word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And we bless God for you that you have tuned in again to In the Pastor's Study. Please call a neighbor, gather your family around uh, as we share tonight from the Holy Bible. I pray that you are doing well, you and your family, and know that God is still good in all circumstances. The Bible says, give thanks. Let us pray now as we begin our study. God, we thank you for this word for this witness and the work of the church. Uh, bless this word. Bless the hearers and the doers. We thank you, God, for the freedom to read and study, for the power of your word and what it means uh, to the kingdom, what it means to the church, and what it means to us individually. We love you and we thank you. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on us tonight. Bless every home that's listening, every person that's listening. And we thank you, God, that we will leave from this place, from this study, stronger and better and more informed to walk by faith and not by sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Uh, tonight I want to begin another two-week series entitled, the practical steps for studying the Bible. Practical steps for studying the Bible. Many of you uh, have asked me over the years, Pastor, how do I study the Bible? I love the Bible. I love the Word. I love to hear it preached and taught. But how do I really, in a practical effective and efficient and spiritual way, how does one study the Bible in order that you may uh, be blessed and your spiritual life and your biblical knowledge can be enhanced? Many people read the word. Praise God for that. But this two-week series, I'm going to deal with practical steps to help you to study the Word of God. It is the major tool in the toolbox for the Christian is the Word of God. So I want to begin tonight uh, with a few passages of Scripture and then our golden text will be 2 Timothy 2.15. I want to begin reading John 1 and 1 and then Hebrews 4 and 12. 
But our golden text, our major text for this study will emanate from 2 Timothy 2.15. So open your Bibles, beloved, to John 1 and 1, St. John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, St. John 1 and 1. And it reads, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning, Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, John 1 and 1, in the beginning, in the Genesis, in the commencement of the earth, the world, the Christian movement. Uh, this is the beginning is the word. Jesus is the word made flesh. Keep that in mind. Jesus was the word made flesh. He himself, Jesus, was astute and trained and brought up in the Jewish culture of spirituality, going to the temple to sing from the book of Psalms, which are 150 songs, but also to hear the rabbi, the priest, preach from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy and others. He went to synagogue, he went to church to hear the word. So he is the word made flesh. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Hebrews 4 and 12. Just want to give some context tonight. Hebrews 4 and 12. Hebrews 4 and 12. Reads, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of your heart. What a powerful word. Word of God is quick, like a two-edged sword. It penetrates the heart, it penetrates the soul. It penetrates our mind, our thinking, our psychic. And most of all, it discerns what's in your heart. And our golden text tonight is 2 Timothy 2.15. The Apostle Paul writes two letters to his protege, the young minister, Timothy. In his second epistle, his second pastoral letter to his understudy, his protege, young Timothy, 2 Timothy 2.15, he writes these words to Timothy. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I want to anchor there. Study to show thyself approved unto God. We study that God may commend us, he will approve us, 
and bless us because we've gone from reading to study. We've gone from a kind of reflection mode to really diving into the word of God. I'll get into that a little, little more in a minute. Study. Beloved, let me say to you as your pastor, friend, and brother, if you really want to grow biblically and spiritually, you have to study the word of God. Take it seriously and sacredly that you may be approved as a workman, a work person. The key word there is work. You have to work out your soul's salvation. You have to work on being a strong Christian. You have to work on being a dedicated disciple. You have to work on following Jesus. You have to work at becoming all you can be for the cause of Christ. And the foundation of that work is the word of God. When you work at it, you don't have to be ashamed. You are equipped. You are ready. You don't have to be ashamed if someone asks you a question about the scripture. You don't have to be ashamed if someone gives you uh, an opinion versus the divine word. You must be able to rightly divide, to respond correctly, biblically, theologically. You don't have to be ashamed. The same Paul who wrote to Timothy said something in Romans, the chap first chapter of Romans. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So you cannot be ashamed of the gospel. But I want you to be confident. God, more importantly, wants you to be confident in your knowledge base of the scripture. You have to work at this. You have to work as an athlete works at his skill or her skill, as an engineer, an architect, as they work at their skills, to sharpen their skills. A Christian, you must work at this. It is your duty and it is your delight. Rightly dividing the word of truth correctly dividing the word of truth, doing it with confidence, knowing the 66 books, knowing history, knowing prophecy, knowing the gospels, the epistles, uh, knowing all of what the Bible brings to you, to the church, that you may be a stronger and intelligent Christian. Let me say this. Too often we put a heavy emphasis on emotionalism in the church. We need passion, serve the Lord with gladness, etc., etc. But you also need to be competent biblically and theologically. That comes only by the study of the word. So these three scriptures, John 1 and 1, Hebrews 4 and 12, and 2 Timothy 2, 15, 
serves as our basis and our golden text is 2 Timothy 2.15. Now tonight I want to give you a few practical steps. Uh, next week we'll pick up the rest, but I want to walk us through this slow and easy. And I want you to write this down. Please grab a pencil or pen, type it in your computer, your note section, with your cell phone, however you keep notes. Write it in the Bible. But these are some practical and helpful steps for you to grow in the study and understanding and discernment of the scripture. The first practical step is this. Pick a quiet time. Pick a quiet time to study the word of God. Pick a quiet time. I study at night, late into the night. I pick that habit up from college and seminary and uh, postgraduate school, sermon preparations, reading, meditation. I'm a night owl. You may be an early morning person. Others of you may do something during the day. My day doesn't end when the sun goes down. My day, second part of my day begins. Pick a quiet time and a quiet place. Pick a quiet time and a quiet place to study the scripture. Second step, have a plan. Have a plan, specifically pray for understanding and clarity. Have a plan. Pray that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you and bring understanding to you with clarity. Have a plan. If you want to grow, for instance, in the Spirit, then study Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. Have a plan. If you want to know how to live a blessed life, read Matthew 5, 1 through 13. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the merciful. Have a plan for you leaders in the church or aspiring leaders. Read the profile of leadership, for instance, on Moses or Joshua. Nehemiah, David, Joseph, all of these wonderful leaders, and Jesus, read leadership. There is a canon, a volume of excellent material in the Bible if you want to study how to be a leader. So you have to have a plan. Plan your work, work your plan. Have a plan. 
what do you need to get from the scripture? And then you approach the scripture from that vantage point in a strategic way. But make sure you pray before you begin to read and ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding and clarity. Third, the third step is you must organize yourself for success. You must organize yourself for success. God, when he created the heaven and the earth, on the first day he created, the second day, all he divine order, God does things decently in order. Therefore, if you want to have success, you have to organize yourself for success. For example, when you sit to study, sit to read, sit to engage, what's on your desk? What's, what, what's there? Is it the newspaper, the ebony, the jet, uh, all of these, black enterprise? What you, you got to put all that aside. Organize yourself for success. Do you study on an empty stomach? Do you need to have some water with you? A meal, a piece of fruit? Organize yourself for success. These are practical steps. And I'm assuming that I'm talking to folks tonight who are taking the word of God seriously, not haphazardly. Because those of you who take the word seriously, you know the benefits of organizing yourself for success. Just like in your corporate life, in your work life, in your business life, in every phase of your life, you have to be organized. You have to organize yourself for success. To be disheveled, disorganized, that takes away from a productive approach to the scripture. Organize yourself. Pick a quiet time and a quiet place like Jesus did. Have a plan. Organize yourself for success. Step number four, avoid distractions. Avoid distractions. Avoid distractions. Uh, you know what distracts you, who distracts you. Avoid distractions. That's why I get up uh, to my study at home late in the evening when the house is quiet. That way there are no distractions. When you avoid distractions, you have to meditate first and reflect and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a focused mind and approach. That's why it's 
important to pray before you read, but you got to avoid distractions. And maybe the biggest distraction is your cell phone. Is your cell phone. Can you turn off your cell phone for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, or an hour? Sometime, and some of y'all about to shout or say hallelujah, or at least agree with pastor, that every time you sit down to study, everybody start calling you or emailing or texting. And you can't control when folk call you or text you or email you or whatever, whatever. So you got to be proactive and turn your phone off for a little while. They can leave a message. You want to avoid distractions. When you're about to go into the divine word of God to study, you may be nurtured and filled and full of information, inspiration in the word of God. Think about this as you and God communing. You don't want to be distracted. If you can, turn off your phone. If you're expecting a call, tell them to call you in an hour. You, you know how you do. But if you can avoid distractions, it will benefit you tremendously. Because sometimes when you are engaged in scripture, study and reading and praying, the devil will use anything to distract you from the word of God. Oh yeah, he'll use anything to distract you from the word of God. So that's why you have to be very sensitive, very tentative to distractions. Practical steps. Finally, step number five, and there are ten steps. I just want to give you the first five this evening. The fifth step here is use your helps, specifically Bible dictionary, commentaries, concordances. All these things will help you to rightly divide the word of God. A Bible dictionary, thesaurus, Webster's dictionary, commentary. Concordances. Use your helps in order that you may glean and get a full understanding. Let me just give you an example. Uh, when you, if you're reading from and reading the King James Version, you may run into a word uh, that you're not familiar with or does not makes sense, or you may think it's out of context. What does that word mean? The these and the thous. Well, you have what's called Bible helps. Use your helps or 
additional resources. A Bible dictionary, thesaurus, commentaries, concordances, etc., etc. In other words, where you study, your desk, your workspace, you should have Bibles, Bible dictionaries, commentaries, concordances on your computer, the Bible app, all kinds of things are out there now for us to gain clarity and full understanding. That's why we must study the Word of God. Words like the Pentateuch and Septuagint and the epistles. And what is an epistle? What does that mean? Well, it's a letter. Uh, in the book of Acts, you see the word apostolic. What does apostolic mean? See, you may think you know, but sometimes you got to dig and find out for sure what this means in the verse. In every verse, there is a context and content. Who wrote the book of Romans? Well, the Apostle Paul. Who is the Apostle Paul? You got to research that. When did he write it? Research that. Why did he write it? Research that. Who was the audience? Research that. What was going on in Rome at the time? Research that. Did Paul write it while in Rome or did he write it from somewhere else? If so, where did he write it from and how did it get to the church or the Christians in Rome? Context, content. Why did Paul write so many letters, nine epistles, nine pastoral letters in the New Testament at the book of Acts? After the book of Acts, Paul wrote over half of the New Testament after Acts. What? Why? Why was this man so powerful? Do a read. What was his name before Paul? It was Saul. Well, what happened? Who was he when his name was Saul? What was he doing? You got to research that. And why did the Lord change his name from Saul to Paul? You got to research that. See, these things will give you information. And you take that information and apply it to the scripture. The book of Psalms, I preached out of the book of Psalms on Sunday. Psalm 122, glad to be in the house. Well, I opened up with that sermon. I gave you context. The book of Psalms, for instance, is made up of 150 songs. It was the hymn book of temple praise for the Jewish people then and now. Psalms covers judgment and peace and lament and praise and worship and justice. I gave you that context so you can better understand the content of the preaching experience 
in Psalms 122. I was glad when they said unto me. Just giving you that example. So use your helps. Bible dictionaries, concordances, commentaries. Which means you have to invest some money. You have to invest some money. If, if you really want to grow from milk to meat, you have to have some skin in the game. You have to invest some money for your spiritual growth and development. Freedom is not free. Invest some money. There are good deals on the internet and different places where you can buy these commentaries and concordances and Bible dictionaries. If you invest in your physical well-being, you invest in clothes and shoes, and, uh, these kind of things, you invest in other areas, why not make the greatest investment in your life by investing in resources that will draw you closer to God? In Matthew 6 and 33, in closing, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek God first. To understand God, you have to understand his word. To understand his will, you have to study his word. To understand uh, his mind, you have to study the word. To understand the church, study the word. To understand peace and love and joy, study the word. To understand how to deal with your enemies, study the word. Understand how to deal with the devil, the adversary. You have to study the word. Understand how all of this is going to end. It's in the word. You can gain the whole world, but lose your soul. Use your biblical helps. Concordances, Bible, invest. Invest, 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 invest in Bible helps or theological resources. The Bible is the central source. God's word is the central source. But every now and then you need some help to understand a word, some history. You can Google these things. There's so much you can do. So when you come uh, to worship or when you engage online the worship experience if I say Paul in apostolic times you know what apostolic times are because you've engaged the word again let me give you these first five practical steps and we'll give the next five next week pick up quiet time and place to study that's number one Number two, have a plan when you study. Number three, organize yourself for success when you study. Number four, avoid distractions when you study the word. And number five, use other resources to help you understand the Bible, which has been translated in Latin, translated Hebrew, Greek, 
There's a lot going on that got us to this, what we read in our hands tonight, or what you read daily at, at, in your Bible. How did it get to that point? It went through a lot of translations, a lot of millennial. Many hands gave translation and understanding. So where did that come from? The original words and to interpret the Bible from its original language. You need some help. All of us need some help. The greatest help is the Holy Spirit. Hope you've been blessed tonight, and I pray that you will stay engaged with me next week as we give you more steps on how to study the Word of God. Jesus grew. In Luke 2 and 52, he grew in grace and knowledge, which suggests that Jesus studied what we call the Old Testament, even as a child in his silent years that Scripture does not cover. We see him born in Bethlehem, then we don't see him again till he's 12, and then he comes back again in Scripture when he's 30. What was going on in those silent years? He was studying in the temple. His mother and father, earthly mother and father, were religious people who took Jesus to the temple. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Finally, let me encourage you to meet us Sunday morning at 10 a.m. online as we worship God in spirit and in truth, canaanbcde.org, live Facebook. Here at the Canaan Church, last week we had our pilot uh, worship service. It was a blessing. Uh, part of the leadership uh, of our church was here, and they were blessed by the word and the witness. Our reentry uh, and reopening task force did a wonderful job. We're preparing slow and easy, making sure the building and the temple, the sanctuary, all the uh, ancillary facilities are clean, safe, and comfortable according to the rules and guidelines of the CDC and uh, the state of Delaware. We're moving slow and easy, and Sunday was a success. We thank God for your prayers and your support. Secondly, I want to report that last Friday we tested over 600 people for COVID-19 in this community here at the Canaan campus. Over 600 people were tested. What a blessing as we impact the human condition. And we blessed the people of this community with over 10,000 pounds of food through our food bank uh, partnership with the F Delaware Food Bank. We thank our team, we thank our volunteers. It was a blessing. And finally, continue to support the ministry uh, with your prayers, with your amens, your positive attitude, and above all, we thank God for you and your gifts as you are being consistent and faithful to God through givelify.com and through our PayPal opportunity. Give to the Lord as God has blessed you to give, givelify.com or through PayPal. Or you may send your gift to the Canaan Baptist Church of Delaware uh, here at 3011 Newcastle Avenue, 
Newcastle, Delaware, 19720. Or you may mail it to that address or send it and or bring it. However you feel most comfortable for you, God is blessing us spiritually, financially, and above all, he's blessing us with his presence. I pray that you will have a great evening, a great rest of the week, and know that God wants you to get all you can get from his word. But you must have practical steps to lead you into full grace and knowledge of his word. God bless you. God keep you. God, we thank you for this word. We thank you, God, for those who heard the word. May we move more seriously and sacredly in these practical steps that we may be blessed and you may commend us and approve us as workmen and workwomen who take our charge seriously to study your word. We thank you, God, for this first half of this study. We look forward to what you're going to do next Wednesday. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, who is the word made flesh, amen. God bless you. God keep you. As always, this is Pastor Bullock. Keep the faith. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I do hope you will subscribe. That way you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. Please know I'm praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. And we'll see you next time. And remember to always keep the faith. Stay strong, Pastor Chris. Help us to continue to share the message of hope and God's blessings all over the world. Visit CanaanBCDE.org forward slash give and give your gift today.